Welcome to the Community Connections Podcast. As President and CEO of Bank of Idaho, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC, I am fascinated with authentic and real conversations, and my goal is to establish long-term relationships. Community Connections is an opportunity for me to connect with local business owners and leaders to hear their stories. Here at Bank of Idaho, people bank with people. Joining us today is Rick Amon, President of the College of Eastern Idaho. Dr. Rick Amon was selected as the inaugural President of College of Eastern Idaho in December 2017 by the newly appointed Board of Trustees. Well, Rick Amon, thank you so much for joining me today and, and for taking your time. Well, Jeff, what a pleasure to be here. I, I always enjoy our conversation, well, so, so what a privilege to be invited. My favorite thing is our friendship. Absolutely. It's the best part. Yeah, it And is. you and I came to this community about the same We day. were within months <laughs> of the same time. And look how successful you are. Oh, geez. That is wonderful. Well, we've been a good team. Uh, we have. Because we both were kind of lonely at the beginning. Yeah. We were... Yeah, we, we both got dropped into a, a, a community that we hadn't been uh, acquainted yeah. with. And uh, this is a good community to be in, and we've made friends quickly and yeah. great associates. Well, it's so fun to see the success that you've had here. And, and we're going to get into that, certainly. But yeah. uh, what I want to, everybody knows you're the president of, of uh, College of Eastern Idaho. Uh, that's easy. But what most people don't know is how you got here. Uh, the, the, it's not always been a straight line. Uh, <laughs> Nobody you've talked to has been on a straight line. I'll predict that. Yes. Well, yeah. that's why they're sitting in that chair. Well, that's right. Yeah. Otherwise, not very interesting. No, it's not. No. no. So you served our country. I did. Yeah, and I love that. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. And, and tell me where you grew up. Well, I, I grew up in a, a small farming community, uh, Mount Angel, Oregon. Yeah. So the Willamette Valley by Salem. Um, uh, got a got a degree in education, but the the purpose of a degree was to get into the Air Force yes. ROTC, and flew active duty as a pilot for six years. How many got, hours? Well, right, uh, I ended uh, my career with twenty one years and about five thousand flight hours. Wow! So a lot. Yeah, a lot of flight hours. Yeah, what kind of missions were you flying? Most most was would be search and rescue, so C one thirties. Oh, so, really? Um, uh, it's a combat rescue mission, but in Oregon, a lot of times uh, people would get stuck on Mount Hood and yeah. planes would crash uh, oh. in bad weather, those kind of things. So it, it, it had a civilian counterpart to mm -hmm. combat rescue. And, and uh, that was for the, the Air Force? It was for the Air, it was for the, uh, uh, for the Air Force, and it was um, um, for the for the reserves. Yes, yes. Yeah. So most most of my time was in the reserves in okay. Portland, and uh, I worked at Portland Community College during the day, okay. one night a week. I'd go out and fly airplanes. It Gosh. was a great, I great just, existence. We both just admired uh, those that uh, are in the guard, uh, National Guard and reserves. Uh, we do uh, just because of that demand. I mean, you're, you're working full time, and then. I mean, the equipment doesn't know that you're part-time, <laughs> right? No, you, you carry the same responsibility as any anyone that'd be full-time. So, yeah. so you and I are in, involved with Employer Support Guard and Reserve, and, yeah. and we want to be here to, to support both businesses who have Guard and Reserve uh, mm -hmm. as employees and, and especially support 
those guard and reservists who have to live uh, a dual life. So I, I've done that. You I'm have. I'm very uh, familiar with this and, yeah, and so, love to help. So what did uh, so you're working full time? You're flying. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you have your undergrad at this point? You know, I actually had my master's. Okay. So again, I think one In of business? the- business? Yeah, MBA. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so the, the deal is, and, and I'm a big proponent of education. So while in the Air Force, um, I, I worked on an MBA and completed it before getting off active duty and moving back to Portland. Okay, all right, and then, uh, so you flew for how long? How long were you in the reserves? Uh, well, it would be uh, six years of active and probably 15 okay. of, uh, so uh, of reserve. Total, yeah. 21 total. Okay. Yeah. So is that a retirement then? It is. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. You've got to be kind of old to collect it, but yeah, <laughs> it's not like a, a regular 20-year retirement. Okay. Okay. And so then, uh, then what did you do after that? Well, this is the Idaho connection. So yeah. about 11 years ago, the College of Eastern Idaho was, uh, College of Western Idaho, yes. sorry, was formed in Boise. That was only the third community college in uh, Idaho. Okay. I applied for and, uh, and got a job as vice president of instruction. So Linda, my wife, and I moved to Boise yes. um, 11 years ago. And started a college uh, from scratch, from nothing. Uh, it, uh, wow. it didn't exist and, uh, and created it. And Gosh. It is, a, it is a, a big institution right now in now, Boise. Now, did you just, uh, you didn't have your PhD at that? You know, I, I just was finishing my PhD okay. at Oregon State. All right. When we did Missed that. Missed that. That's an uh, important part of your... You know, it is. And, and I, I think that would be one of a couple of things in a career mm -hmm. uh, that really changed my career. So a PhD for me in this... Yes. In this line of work is a big, big Pretty deal. Important. And has opened up all kinds of doors. Yeah. So so you did it for the first time 11 right. years ago. Yep. And uh, so then you want to do it again. I did. So I kind of <laughs> quasi-retired. Yeah. Uh, I lasted six months. And uh, it, it turned out that the president at Eastern Idaho Technical College had retired. I was asked by the state board for one year, be an interim for a year. So we moved here to Idaho Falls, and that was probably five years ago. Yes. And I uh, started working with uh, the technical college, and technical colleges are very different than community colleges. Loved what we were doing, loved the community. And yeah. there was interest, and you were involved in this uh, too, that um, the community understood the mission of a two-year college, and uh, it is hard to get a, a tax a taxing district created mm -hmm. in Idaho, but it oh, was yeah. significant enough. It was May of 2017 was the vote. I, I'm pretty sure, I think that's right, 2017. Yeah. And created a, a, a community college. That was the fourth in Idaho, an wow. amazing feat, and yes. have really enjoyed that opportunity. And uh, what impact have you seen so far? It, it, it is economic, uh, economic development to begin with. Uh, our connection with Idaho National Lab is significant. So there, there is all kinds of complex technical work being done out there. And uh, a two-year technician, that those kinds of jobs are, are quite prevalent mm -hmm. and important. Needed. A absolutely. And, and again, I, I think here... Uh, one of the things a community college would do, it would be to help with the go-on rate. So mm -hmm. one, one of the important aspects of us is to get into high schools and help students who are 
interested and willing to get credit while they're in high school and mm. the, most of those credits would be transferred then to a university yeah. or a college so that's a big deal yeah and again we're uh, a community college is normally a college for uh, first generation students students who don't think of themselves uh, as college ready mom and dad didn't go um, mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they didn't do well in high school and now they're getting serious because they're done with high school and yes. there are bills to pay and there, There's a litany of reasons that uh, students would come to us. It, right. That is a hundred percent of it So yeah. so we're the least expensive tuition of the eight institutions in Idaho oh. wow, And, and we love to be in that. Oh, position. yes. Well, I'm a product of, of that, too. We, we, you and I talked about that. Yeah. So you, you, you've got an affinity for those kind of students. And look where it got you. Yeah. Well, I cherish that background because uh, if that didn't exist, I don't know. Uh, and, and also the instructors, I would say. Right. Uh, the intimacy that you get to have with them, uh, the contact, you wouldn't normally have in a large university. You wouldn't. No, we, yeah. we don't have any 150-seat lecture halls. We, yeah. don't, we don't do that. So. And, and those instructors really take uh, personal interest. Right. And so they really inspired me and, and uh, made me think of, pushed me outside of my current thinking to think of myself as doing more. So I think, gosh, if that hadn't happened, where would I be? Well, that, that's important because yeah. you've got to think of yourself differently. So mm -hmm. before I was a pilot, you know, and you think about that first landing you make, yes. you've got to, you, you have to think that you're a pilot or you wouldn't get in that seat that's right. without an instructor. And, and the same thing, being a, a, a bank president, you, yes. you have to be able to see that and, and feel like you can do it. That's right. Uh, before you are. So, one. did you always think that you were go going to go uh, have a PhD? Never. No. No. It wouldn't. No. It didn't occur to me. Why is that? It just never occurred to me. But you're around people, and yeah. and, and you are around people, and you encourage sure. uh, people to to think of themselves in a different way. So until you think of yourself in a different way, yeah. you can't you can't go down those uh, those tracks in life so yeah. you do that you mentor a lot of people I do that and oh, yeah. I can see things in employees that they may not see in themselves so yeah. quite you... fr quite quite frankly I think as we look at our employees right now yeah. we, we probably have a couple of presidents in oh, wow. in that group of employees certainly we we have vice presidents and, oh, and, and nice. uh, those who would be upcoming that's cool. So, yeah. so who was it that recognized that uh, potential in you? Well, you know, this is this is this is kind of ironic, but it it really happened after I started the program. It just kind of made really? sense. But I had, um, I, I had a a, a splendid um, um, professor, and he really. Uh, really had a, a strong feeling for community colleges, really understood what those things could do, and yeah. was a wonderful mentor. So, and, and you probably would agree with this, we, we all need mentors, and yeah. as I think back uh, in my career, I wish I would have started that sooner, but there are people, you know, in your life, and, and even in the eighth grade, I guess I would say, I, I had an eighth grade teacher who, oh. Um, you you look at that kind of occupation. And I go. I think I would like 
to be into teaching. And, yes. And, and, and that happens all the time. Wow. So you kind of got the bug early. early. Got, got it early, but it yeah. takes a while. You ask about a PhD. And I, yeah. you know, thinking back on, I'm not even, uh, I, I hate to say this, I, there, there was no pivotal moment there. It just, <laughs> you just did. It seemed like now was a good time. Yeah, the next logical step. It was, yeah. Yeah. How about the MBA? Was was that the same way? Uh, it, you know, it really was. Uh, I, and again, I, I'm a I'm a first generation college oh, student. You are? Neither wow. neither my neither my parents had uh, had really gone on to college. Yeah. But I saw the importance of it. So I was in the Air Force and knew that yes. to move uh, to to move up either in the Air Force or uh, in a you know, in a civilian career, you needed to have a master's degree. Yes. And, 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 and you, you probably agree, an MBA is kind of that vice grips of degrees. Oh, I love it. So it, yeah. is, so, it is so good. There's so many components that, um, that would work with it. it. It turned out that I did a lot of teaching because I had an MBA okay. and did, taught a lot of business classes. It's so practical, too. It is. And then, and then running an organization. Yeah. That uh, skill set and the finance and uh, and budget and all those kind of things are important components. Yeah. So so uh, as, as you're progressing in your life, uh, back there, I'm, I'm talking about when you're still with the reserves and right. and and you're you're getting your MBA and were were there times in your life when it it wasn't easy? Sure, everybody. <laughs> Every- what was that you like can't be you? you can't be human. And, uh, and, I know, and, but a lot of people don't talk about it. Right? Well, okay. So here here is the thing, and you could probably appreciate that. Getting off of active duty. So I I, I was a, a captain at yes. that time and got off active duty. We took a chance and moved uh, to uh, back to Portland, uh, and I was able to get a reserve uh, okay. a flying slot. But that you know that is only a part time job, and. If you don't couch military experience correctly, it is hard to get a job. It's hard to get a civilian job. And right. I have got a stack of rejection letters an inch thick. No kidding. Oh, of course. It was, it was, it's really difficult to keep trying to get these jobs and you're trying to yes. see where you fit in. And, yes. And just a ton of rejections because uh, all my experience was in the military and I wasn't wise enough to take that and convert it into a civilian uh, sure. into a civilian language. Yeah, a lot of people struggle with that. They do. Uh, and then there's this perception that somehow military is tough and it doesn't uh, relate well in the civilian world. It's right. A, uh, un, uh, it's not right, but it's a well. It's a it's hi, it's hi, a hierarchical uh, yeah. kind of a, a perspective, and uh, you know you're told what to do, and uh, it couldn't be further from the truth, especially in aviation. I, I guarantee yes. that whoever's in there in the back as a loadmaster, yes, uh, when they say something, you believe them, and <laughs> you right. take the appropriate action. So yes. everybody on a crew has uh, responsibilities, and we respect that. Yeah. So, so as you're going through those rejections, what do you dig down to? What what gives you that that strength for you personally? Um, you know, it's just a, a matter of uh, seeing what you could be. You know, you've you've got to see beyond those rejection uh, yeah. those rejections. So, can you put that behind you? And every day is a a new day. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, you, you, sometimes you take jobs you don't want to have, but you, you realize that that's a stepping stone into next. And yeah. if you do a good job in a menial task, then uh, you know the, the people that work with you see that you do a good job and, and will move you into more and more complex responsibilities. Yeah, that's right. Very good. So uh, you spoke of your, your mentor. Yeah. Uh, it, and at what point in your life did that happen? You know, that happened uh, while I was still, I was in Portland. Okay. And I had just begun the, the doctorate program. Okay. And, uh, you know, when you're in education, it, you know, it kind of makes sense to go into a doctorate. Oh, and, yeah. You know, so I just started it. The opportunity presented itself. It was a, a, a great doctor. I really appreciated that. But... This mentor really uh, would sit down with me, ask the right questions, ask the hard questions. What is it you want to do? Yeah. I, I guarantee you, all the way through the doctorate, I would never, well, I, I said this multiple times, I will never be a college president. No way. Absolutely. You did? I said it every, yeah, all the time. We, we worked <laughs> with a cohort. I would never do that. And the reason is you, you look at college presidents and... Um, it's a hard job. You get pulled in a whole variety of different ways. You don't. It doesn't look like you have much control. Um, I always liked the vice president kinds of jobs because yeah. you're on the campus working with uh, faculty, teaching and learning, and mm -hmm. you're you're kind of limited to that campus. So having to go out into the community, ask yeah. for money kiss babies, throw out <laughs> baseballs, work with board members, work yes. with, with, had no appeal whatsoever at all, none, zero. Wow. Well, and working with the board is no uh, easy thing. I mean, different personalities, perspectives, uh, and being able to... Well, you, you, right? you're, you, you work with the board, too, yeah, so you, you understand <laughs> that that's uh, important. And I'll, yeah, it is important. And uh, I, I would say we have a, a spectacular board for mm -hmm. College of Eastern Idaho, and they're they're a brand new board, so yes, so that's, that that that's a good thing for for me. And, it's so uh, interesting you say that, uh, not not having that vision that because you're so good at it, uh, you're so natural in the community, and you're so passionate about the impact it has on the community. I mean, you can tell it just exudes. Well, I, I, I like that. So again, I didn't, see, this is classic. I didn't see it in myself. Yes. Other people had to see it in me and kick me in the butt, right? So <laughs> that's cool. So I'm glad uh, they did. A, a, good, a good friend at the state board said, look at you are leading a worthless life in retirement. <laughs> you have no purpose. You're wandering around fly fishing and what that. So just come for a year. It's a bait and switch. Yes. Come to Idaho Falls for a year, and right. you can go back to. There's good fly fishing on the east side, so yes. just come and do it. We need to plug a hole for a little while, and That's then you right. can go back uh, into retirement. And uh, um, it five turned out later. I had a skill set I didn't realize. And then five years later, I'm still You're doing still it. Here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, people are being so touched by uh, what what you and your team are doing there. You know, absolutely. And you, you, this is maybe a slight deviation, but I think you would agree with it. Hiring is the most important thing that I do. Mm -hmm. and, and if we hire the right kind of people that have the right passion, uh, 
and just let them do their job. I, yes. I, I, I don't understand how people micromanage. I, I don't have a skill set for that. So yes. what I really do is try to cast a vision. Here's where we're going. Mm -hmm. If you have the right people on board, um, they will make that happen. Yeah. So what, what is the quality uh, when you're interviewing somebody? Uh, what, what's the number one thing you Oh, it, that's, that's simple. I knew it would be. Well, it, no, it, it's really easy. <laughs> you look for a minimum skill set. So you've, you've got to have this kind of a skill yes. set to, okay. to get an interview. And then it is um, personality. I can give anybody the skill set mm -hmm. that they need to have. Do, do they need to understand how budgets work? Do they need to understand how credit for prior learning works? All those kind of things we can teach. I can't fix a crappy attitude. <laughs> so I, I always hire for personality. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Yes. And this isn't a faculty example. So when you have faculty come in, you have two kinds of people who interview for faculty. One will come in and they will talk about the discipline. They will talk about the importance, all the research they're doing, yes. um, how important it is, all of the work, everything they talk about is the discipline. That isn't a good fit for a community college. <laughs> right. So what I look for is somebody who comes in and, and they talk about the discipline, but they talk about teaching and learning and being able to turn that light on and the things that they do uh, in order to help a student learn and and that's a home run. Oh, yes So sometimes you only have one position, but you've got two of these faculty who are extraordinary oh. So then you just wait till the time comes or you make a position you create a position because you oh. want that attitude in your institution Yeah, so when, when you do that What what is the impact on the, the culture? overall um uh, when we uh, when I hire somebody who so when you start adding people like this sure uh, and then as a collective that okay so so you know the answer to this because I don't <laughs> and the question then becomes is culture created right. or is culture uh, discovered I don't know the answer to that but I'm, I'm sure you do <laughs> no you're the PhD well I, I'm just I, I don't know I, I, I wonder that every day but but you're you're right about a culture so we yeah. try to hire people that we think will fit in our culture yeah. our culture is to is to change lives we want to yeah. take people who may not fit at a university may may have had a lot of adversity may not have the money all of those kind of things and we want to move them into mm -hmm a successful job as quickly as we can time to degree yeah so we want to hear those kind of things in our employees we so so yeah. that culture is we we want to look at those students and do everything we can to help them become successful yes and uh, they, they have to demonstrate that they're successful we we, we don't cut corners in that but we help them mm -hmm. to, you know tutoring centers and those kind of things but oh, but you've got to have that attitude that you're here for more than just a paycheck mm-hmm and I think uh, as far as leader I think that's one of our jobs is to protect that culture and absolutely and uh, I've had opportunities to bring really high producers in that maybe I knew would be hard on the culture would be hard on the staff and the people right the team and I gotta say no 
Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And you're better off than that. We, we don't need any, uh, any real uh, single, um, uh, how would we like phrase a, it? Like a rock star. Right? We, we don't need a rock star. We need, we need a, a team player. We need center fielders and those yeah. kind of things that will play their part. And, and we've done a, a good job with that, and, and I think that makes a difference. And um, yeah. as, you, as we start to be successful, we, we have a lot of people who want to work for the college, and that isn't the highest paying job that one could get, but it, it's yeah. fulfilling professionally to be able to, to work in that. Oh yeah, to turn on those lights, yeah. sometimes for the first time in their lives that they are inspired to learn and grow, and see that hope in themselves to be more? You know, that, that's exactly right. So we try to bring students into our trustee meetings once oh, a month. And, is that right? and here's what I, I usually tell them. Your job is to tell your story, and I want three of the five trustees crying by the time you're done. <laughs> if you can do that, it's a home run. <laughs> that's great. No, it, it, it is, the, the stories, as you know, are touching. You, yes. Uh, you know, and, and Bank of Idaho is supporting oh. us with those scholarships. These are students who live hand to mouth. You know, um, some of them may be homeless. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Single that, mothers. Uh, we've seen, you know, uh, it is working. The stories are wonderful. Yeah. That's that's why we exist. It is. That's why I love partnering with you. And yeah. And, uh, it just uh, is so important now that uh, that that exists because of all the, the student loan debt that's out there. Right. I mean, I, I think now more important than any time uh, to have a community college in this community. Well, here, here's something that we talk about as, yeah. uh, as our team. So especially with high school students, juniors and seniors, yeah. we really try to encourage them to get 15 to 30 dual credits before they come to us. We'll take them for a year and uh, again, at 129 a credit, it's not hugely expensive. And what we would like to do then is turn over a junior to ISU, uh, BSU, yes. BYUI, University of Idaho, to a, turn a junior over that has all of the credits, all of the electives mm -hmm. that they need in their discipline with no debt or minimal debt. So they'll be sitting in a class, 150 seat uh, auditorium as a junior, and on one side, they'll have um, a, a junior already at that university that's got 40000 in debt. Yes. And the student would have very little. That's So we, we really attempt to do that. So uh, you, how, how many have you turned out so far uh, <coughs> uh, with, uh, with uh, associate degrees? Well, just starting, I think we had about 150 graduate last year. But remember, it takes two years yes, to get that. right. And you started May 17, right? Yeah, yeah. So it so we are just starting to get into that production mode. We've got uh, probably about 2,000 credit students now. iTech really? had 700. Wow. So 2,000. We've we've almost tripled. Um, I would think the the water level for us here is probably 7,000 students. Really. That that would be about right for That's uh, for a call uh, for a, uh, Idaho Falls in the region, Bonneville County. Wow. So we'll we'll grow to about that size. Yeah. So, uh, what what's next? Uh, what uh, what's your vision uh, going forward? What can we look for for the college? Yeah, and for you. 
for the college, we need a we need a we need an energy and technology building. Thanks for asking, Jeff. See, that <laughs> is really important. Now, so here's something you 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 may not realize, but but um, there are I think maybe 17, 16 national labs in this country. Yes, of which there are probably ten that would have a community college in close proximity, the way okay. we are. So we're in a an elite location. This is an awesome location. Yes. And when you look at the mission of Idaho National Lab, uh, it is an ener it, it's an energy mission. It is a nuclear energy mission. Mm -hmm. So carbon free mission. It uh, is dealing with cybersecurity. That's yes. an area that that you're interested in. That we have just opened up uh, information te um, technology software. Uh, uh, um, nuclear um, cleanup, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. So the, the mission is a spectacular mission. And again, our relationship with the lab is so great that we can turn out family wage jobs. Our students can go right into a family wage job that yes. makes a big difference uh, for the economy, for, uh, yeah. for this idea of clean energy. And, and we're looking at solar and had a great discussion about batteries, um, electric vehicles are yes. important. All of those things are things that the college can do, but we don't have the facilities for it. So, so, so we're going to need to raise money for a facility? I, I think that would be a, a good thing to All do. Right. So That's um, as we, we get a little bit further along, we've got, uh, we're working on a planning grant right. that would let us actually create the building and, and have the specs for it. And then we'll go out to the community and see okay. if there's interest in that. And, and timing on that is when? Um, when are you going to come out to the community, you figure? I, I don't know. I, it depends on how long a planning grant would take. I think we're going to know by March if we have it. Okay. It would take about six months to, to at least get a good idea for that. For sure, I would say next year about this time, we would be at the place where, where we can find uh, the kind of partners. And, and this is a place where business partners become Good. really important for us. Good. I'll look forward to being one of those. A absolutely. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Rick, uh, especially for your friendship and, and also for what you do for this community and the impact that you're having on, on lives. Absolutely. So, Jeff, thank you for the invitation. Yeah. This has been wonderful. Yes, thank Good you. conversation as always. Yeah, thanks. Sure. Thank you for listening to Community Connections with Jeff Newgard, where every episode you hear unique stories of your neighbors, colleagues, friends, and community connections. You can find our podcasts on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and other popular platforms. Subscribe to our channel to keep up to date on all future conversations. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.